The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by the Association of American Railroads. New technology creates a smarter and safer freight rail network that is ready to meet the needs of tomorrow. Visit AAR.org. Good morning. I'm Allison Michaels with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, October 24th. James is out, but I'll be here instead with the day's top headlines. Here's three stories that should be on your radar. Number one. Republicans' defense of President Trump grew more frantic and disjointed Wednesday, with House members storming a closed-door meeting and delaying the testimony of an impeachment witness. The GOP has been grappling with a growing abuse of power scandal centered on the president. The Post's Tolu, Olurinipa, Josh Dossi, and Mike DeBonis report that a group of Trump's congressional allies escalated their complaints about the impeachment inquiry by barging into a secure facility on Capitol Hill, where a Pentagon official was about to testify before the House Intelligence Committee. Their intrusion, which caused the testimony to be delayed for about five hours over security concerns, came a day after the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine testified under oath that the White House had threatened to withhold military aid unless last the Ukrainian government announced investigations for Trump's political benefit. The testimony undercut Trump's claims of his, quote, perfect dealings with Ukraine and appeared to push Republican lawmakers into a more aggressive stance defending the president. The lawmakers staged the dramatic protest while making process arguments that sidestepped the substance of the central allegations underpinning the impeachment inquiry. Democrats accused the protesting members of compromising security by taking their phones into the secure area where cell phones are barred. Before entering the closed-door hearing, Republican lawmakers held a news conference to decry how Adam Schiff, the California Democrat who runs the Intelligence Committee, was carrying out the panel's portion of the impeachment inquiry. Several complained about the private nature of the proceedings and claimed that the inquiry was part of a long-running attempt by Democrats to overturn the results of the 2016 presidential election. But none of the 13 Republicans who spoke defended Trump on the central allegation that he had pushed Ukraine to investigate Democrats while blocking military aid that had been approved for Kiev. Number two. President Trump's private attorney said Wednesday that the president could not be investigated or prosecuted as long as he is in the White House, even for shooting someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue. The Post's Anne Marimo and Jonathan O'Connell report that the claim of, quote, temporary presidential immunity from Trump's private attorney came in court in response to a judge's question that invoked the president's own hypothetical scenario. As a candidate in 2016, Trump said his political support was so strong that he could, quote, stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose any voters. The president's lawyer was asking the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit to block a subpoena for Trump's private financial records from New York prosecutors. Those prosecutors are investigating hush money payments made before the 2016 election. The judges seem skeptical of the president's sweeping claims of immunity from not just prosecution, but also investigation. The judge pressed Trump's lawyer about the hypothetical shooting on the streets of Manhattan, saying, quote, Local authorities couldn't investigate. They couldn't do anything about it. Nothing could be done. That's your position? Trump's lawyer answered, quote, That is correct, emphasizing that such immunity would apply only while Trump is in office. The exchange came during an hour-long argument centering on Trump's effort to fend off a subpoena to his longtime accounting firm. The Manhattan district attorney is seeking eight years of Trump's tax returns, among other documents. Unlike past presidents and presidential nominees, Trump has refused to release any of his tax returns. Number three. 
President Trump said Wednesday that a permanent ceasefire had been established in northeastern Syria, declaring a major diplomatic victory for his administration, even as Russian forces began moving into territory once controlled by the United States and its Syrian Kurdish allies. The Post's Karen DeYoung, Aaron Cunningham, and Karim Fahim report that the president said that Turkish officials pledged to end their offensive in Syria and that he had ordered the lifting of sanctions imposed on Turkey this month. He said, quote, this was an outcome created by us, the United States, and nobody else, no other nation. Very simple. Speaking in the diplomatic reception room at the White House, Trump couched the agreement as part of his commitment to a different course in the Middle East, ending endless wars for which he blamed his predecessors. Trump said, quote, let someone else fight over this long blood-stained sand. Responding to those who had scorned him for abandoning the Kurds and capitulating to Turkish demands, Trump said that now people are saying, wow, what a great outcome. Congratulations. But many of those critics, including both Republican and Democratic lawmakers, were far from congratulatory, charging that Trump had opened the door to a resurgence of the Islamic State and expanded control of the region by Russia and Iran, allies of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, October 24th. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to get more news about the impeachment inquiry, you can now subscribe to a new podcast feed from The Washington Post. All of our audio updates on the inquiry in one place, including the latest from The Daily 202's Big Idea, Can He Do That?, and Post Reports, updated whenever news happens. Subscribe at WashingtonPost.com slash podcasts. <laughs>